0: I'm sipping wine.
1: What? See, I push record and she's like, I'm sipping wine. That's not fair at all. Okay, guys, welcome to the podcast today. I've got Shannon Rose on and clearly she's living the life if she's sipping wine on a Tuesday. But I have to admit, so I'm here in the States. It's like 11 in the morning, which there's no shame, right? There's no shame in some brunch game, but it's a lot later where you're at because you're currently in Spain, correct? Correct. It's seven
0: seven off to seven right now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is how every podcast should be done though. Really? Like just a little, just enjoy, relax. It feels like a cool, a, little, we're gonna have a cool conversation.
0: Yeah. Like a little beaner. You should actually do that. A little like cocktail conversation. Cocktails and conversations.
1: I think I went to a, an event like that, that once. It was cocktails and conversations.
0: Yeah. I think I've been one of those too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right, Shannon. So welcome to the glitter. Tell us a little bit about your glitter and what you're all about.
0: Hmm. Just before we hit record, I feel like you know we, we just touched on this full circle moment, and it feels just so special to be sitting here with you because my journey in the online space like really began just over five years ago um, with my journey in self-love. Welcome to the
1: Glitter. I'm your host Samantha Parker. This show is dedicated to unpacking and unboxing your glitter in the world. It's dedicated to your besties, girl gang, and your most glittery self. We honor the glitter inside of you and all the glitter you are about to discover. It's there and it's just waiting to be seen. This is your extra special place to discover the magic this world has to offer. I might be your host and guide, but girl, you are the main character
0: in this show. Now let's spill the glitter. With my journey in self-love and... Up until that point, the way that I had related to the world was through my body. My body was my business card. I owned a gym. I've got a background in strength and conditioning, supporting women through nutrition to support optimal hormone. That's my background. And after my my son was born, so he's now five and a half, I gained 70 pounds. And the reflection, the woman that I saw in the mirror was not the woman who lived in my mind. And I felt huge dissociation and and complete body rejection at that Mm -hmm. time. And it spiraled me into a huge bout of postnatal depression, which almost cost my marriage and self-love pulled me out. And it's beautiful because five years on through working as a holistic life coach, then moving into business and I'm still working as a business mentor over the last 18 months, I've also been doing a lot of writing and working in the PR world. And I've decided that the book I began writing three years ago, after my explant surgery, I had breast implants put in when I was 21. The book that I decided that I was going to write, that I started writing back then is now ready to be birthed into the world. So that's what it is too, right?
1: It's like, yeah, you had to like grow it and then you're going to birth it. It's really fun to like birth things into the world. It's one of my favorite things. And then I don't always want to take care of them, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) that was a fun idea, but now maybe I don't like it. Okay, so you mentioned that you saved yourself through self-love. Like how exactly do you describe self-love? Like what is that for you?
0: Yeah, for me, it's a deeper relationship with self and how we relate to the world. I mean, I think that so much of our experiences, especially our generation, our experience of the world has been through the way that we're seen, like our physical self, like how we're physically seen. And for me, because that relationship was such a toxic one, for me, self-love brought me into a deeper relationship with self where it wasn't, it was no longer about the body, but it was about the whole being And what does it look like to be an embodiment of really like mind, body, and spirit? So self-love was really developing that relationship and coming into, I don't want to say like coming into being whole because I feel like we're never whole. I feel like it's a journey, you know, but it's becoming more whole every day, you know, every breath, every way, like we're just deepening that relationship with ourselves. And I think one of the things I feel like is really important to mention, at least in my experience and how I relate to it is that your journey of self-love doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It's not like there's something wrong and that you need to, I need to love myself because, you know, there's something missing here. It's I want to love myself, I want to learn to love myself. I want to relate to myself in a brand new way because I that like I deserve that.
1: Yeah, I think self-love is like so much more than being like, oh, when I get to the goal or when I have the body. A lot of times I think we put self-love in the same aspect of just the body container, you know, but it's so much more than that. And it's really being like, hey, it's really awesome that I got up and I can do these things with my body or I can, wherever you're at in your life. Right. It's being like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is really great. And then being excited for any progress you do make instead of always looking at self-love as being like, I have to change. I have to change. I have to change. I think it's more about just embodying, Hey, this is where I'm at today. And then the next day you're like, oh, this is where I'm at, you know, and it's okay. I think to be striving for something and have like air quote goals and things like that. But I think it's so much more than just where I'm going to be at in the future. It's really recognizing where you're at right now and being okay with that.
0: Completely. I'm loving that journey, loving what is here now for you, because there's something for us every step of the way. And I really believe that without self love, we're not present enough to experience that because we're so focused on everything else.
1: Yeah. And I think that for women too, it seems like we're always trying to fix something about ourselves, you know? So you got the implants. Why Why did you get breast implants? I don't think there's anything wrong with them or anything like that, but let's, when you look at it like that way and then choosing to have them removed, do you want to tell us about that at all?
0: Yeah. So I was 21. And I think that what's really important is that at that particular age, I, f- I feel like the guidance that I had, the, yeah, the guidance and the mentoring as to what was available for me, as to again, like how I was relating to my physical self and that physical self in the world and what that was creating, I believed, like my mindset, I believed. That unless I was looked at in a certain way and received in a certain way for my physical form, that I wouldn't be valued, that I wouldn't be worthy, that I wouldn't actually be seen. And, and that's where the work needs to be. We need to be doing that work. We need to be having those conversations because it's false, my belief, it's false. But I got them because I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I was valuable. I didn't feel like I was giving value to the world because of the way that I looked because of the fact that I didn't have any, you know, so-called breasts at 21. And so I was the odd one out in my group of friends. I was different. And so the only way out I saw was to get implants. And 13 years on after they began making me sick, And where I was in my journey, because I had begun that self-love, I was two years into that and I was ready to have them out. I knew that I could handle the fallout from the removal of them because there was a fallout. Like there was a a piece of me, right? That I was learning to love again. My breasts had changed the way they held themselves or didn't really hold themselves. And the way that too, this body was then in relationship to with my husband. Like I really had to move through a lot because he had only known me as a woman with breasts. Like we're talking double D breasts. And now these little itty titties, like I don't even need, to, I don't wear any bra, anything anymore. Like it, it's beautiful and I'm so comfortable in them. But there was a really big piece there of me having to, again, learn to love myself and learn to be received by my husband in a new way too. There was just so much in it, but that's why I decided to get them.
1: You know, what's interesting is the way you're describing like your removal. It was like so much of your life revolved around like that you had big double D breasts or so much of your identity. I had the same... Exactly what you're talking about. But when I removed binge drinking from my life, like I was not good with alcohol for a while. So I did a year sober or almost a year sober and I had to do the same thing. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how to have a relationship with my husband and all those things. Like, I just think it's an interesting like relationship. Cause when you're talking, I'm like, Oh my God, this sounds like me when I talk about why I did that little thing with alcohol where I had to reevaluate my relationship with alcohol.
0: Yes, completely, because it it does form a part of like how we identify ourselves with the world.
1: Do you feel like you almost had an identity crisis?
0: I did. Absolutely. You know, even going out to buy clothes, I'd struggled for so long to find clothes that actually fit me. And then now I was like, okay, now I'm finding clothes that actually do fit me. What size do I buy? And it was just this really interesting journey of being in a completely different body in this this world that I once knew but I knew it through the lens of having breasts I know that sounds insane but it's almost when we're pregnant for nine months we know ourselves as pregnant and then however many hours later we walk out and now we have this baby in our arms who are we now
1: it doesn't sound insane at all because I think as women we're constantly going through this where we're having like these little mini identity crises because our lives are constantly changing. And I think the world wants, us to fit into this certain box of success. So when we feel like things change, we're like, oh my God, we don't know who we are. We don't know what we're doing. And we tend to wrap our identities up in things like being a mom. I even realized I was having like a little bit of a mini identity crisis last week because for a whole year, my husband was deployed overseas with the U S army. And so that was like my life. I was like, I'm just getting through this year. And then he got back and I was like, well, who the fuck am I now? And mm-hmm. so it was like, well, What do I want to be? So, I think we almost need to give ourselves permission to constantly go through this evolving process. And I think, especially as women, too.
0: Yeah, I love that you said that. And I think that what you touched on there is the act of loving ourselves through the permission. Ask that question Who do I want to be? How do I want to relate to the world? How do I want to feel in this situation without this or with this? And we get to make that decision. I mean, like, how empowering is that? It is cool. That's
1: the thing though. It's just give yourself permission to openly be whoever the fuck you want to be. Maybe you wake up today and you're like, I'd like to be a hermit. <laughs> Maybe you wake up tomorrow and you're like, I want to go do all these things. It's like, just do it. Just experience it and just be it.
0: Yeah, completely. I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So do you have any like little tips or like any practices that you implemented into even like your daily routine to help you kind of work through this process and the self-love and really mm-hmm. embodying who you are?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite practices that can be quite confronting, but I still practice it now is naked body, like naked body work in front of the mirror. So I don't know. Is this something that you've tried yourself?
1: No, I bought a giant mirror. I got the big Amazon mirror, like the big rectangle ones. I'm like, this is podcast with my hands. I'm like, you know, the ones I got the, (laughs) the influencer mirror and I like love it. But sometimes like it's right next to my Peloton bike where I work out. Too, and there are definitely days where I see myself so distorted, and then there are some days where I'm like, "Damn, look at you, girl." So yeah, I do this. It's not weird. I feel you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that this has been like this has been the main practice practice that has really helped to bring bring my body online, like really being with my body, creating that intentional space, not covering up when my children walk in. If I am like putting moisturizer on, and like I'm in that zone where. I am with me and me. It's a conversation between me and me. It's myself in the mirrors, like speaking, being, feeling, loving. Some mornings I don't even say anything. Like some mornings it's just... Being in the energy of my body and receiving her, receiving the curves, receiving all of the lovely squishy bits that I have and how it feels underneath my hand Something that I was so afraid to do for so long was to actually feel the sensation of my skin on me. But through this practice, it allows me to really receive who I am. And to love every inch of that. It it took a long time to really allow the sensations to be felt in a way that I wasn't rejecting those pieces of me that I didn't love. And that was where neutral thought work came in. And... Just giving myself a little bit more compassion and space where I needed it, not to rush it, not to force it. As you were saying earlier, give yourself the permission to be with what is today.
1: That's beautiful. I think we should put that on a quote graphic and put it everywhere. Give yourself permission to be with what is today. (laughs) I love it. It, that's, I'm like, I always talk about the glitter just being like those little moments, those special things that you notice, even right now in this moment, you're like, oh, there's this mosquito bothering me, but it's cool that there's weird little ass bugs flying around. So it's always just like changing your perspective, but mm-hmm. I would love to say that mirror work is fun and it is not. I think it's like super uncomfortable, but it's in those like uncomfortable moments that you like make the most progress because it is, I can already feel like my stomach area wants to tighten up when it's like, oh, we're going to go in and do this. We're going to go look at ourselves and my body like kind of cringes, but I think you have to be a little cringy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Can we talk, are we like, are we able to like, just, are we allowed to talk about anything on this podcast?
1: Absolutely. I have an explicit rating.
0: (laughs) Okay. Epic. So here we go. I'm just going to open up. I started writing a post about this and I was like, this is way too raunchy for for social media, but I started writing it and I love doing that. And it's anyways, the, just the other day, my husband and I, we were having sex and again, I'm really just going to lay this one out there. I was like,
1: my husband loves the mirror in the bedroom. (laughs)
0: Okay. There was no mirror, but he was behind me. And as we're getting closer and it was just, it was so beautiful. And I really, the reason that I want to share this is because he grabbed me and he held me on my belly and on my breast, like at this, like he held me like in a way where you feel the electricity just coming through him. And I could, like everything was just vibrating, but one of the things that just dropped me in an anchored that moment so deeply was the fact that I didn't pull away or I didn't push his hand away from him holding my belly. That's something that I'm still in that it's a place where I'm working on. It's a work in fucking progress. And it was just such a moment where I realized the acceptance and the love that is being created. And that was a moment where it just, kind of notched and clicked in on that deeper level because I I know that there will be women here who we want to do it with the lights off. We want to keep our clothes on to some degree. Don't touch me there. It's the only way that we can relax and we can open and we can soften so that we can experience the electricity that's there with our partners because we're so in our fucking heads around how we look or how he's seeing us and I think that truly too was just a moment of power where when we really love us, we can experience how they really see us and how they really love us.
1: Yes. The more that you can tune into self-love, the more that you'll start to notice that your relationships have more love in them. It's like this waterfall. It's like, I love me. And now I'm able to see like love in so many other things, but it like starts with us first. It's like all about the internal being. Hell Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So tell me about this book that you're going to birth because birthing a book is fun as hell and I have a feeling it's going to be amazing.
0: Oh my goodness. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So the title is more than a body and it's all about stories of healing body shame. I began writing after my consult for my explant surgery. Um, So that was just over three years ago. And it was I was reconnecting with this, and my husband he actually asked me, "He's, what have you What have you done with that book?" And I said, "I started writing it, and I've got different pieces of different chapters, but I didn't feel like I could bring it to life." And it was just in the past week where there were just a few breadcrumbs that started to lead this trail, and I knew that it was time. I just knew that it was time. I think too one of the really big pieces of that is my daughter starting to recognize herself more and her body and the way that she is really embracing all of her and I believe part of that and her full expression is really in me embracing my own and sharing my own fullest expression in my body and this is the kind of ripple effect that I know that this book can have. So It will be a co-author project. I really want it not just to be about me because there are so many other women out there who have a powerful story, but often they don't want to tell it because it's really scary to pick up the mic and share your voice and have it heard. But I do really believe also in the power of community and women coming together. And so I want to bring women together who have powerful stories of healing their own body shame and what that looks like for the gift that we're going to leave for our daughters. So yeah, I'm excited. We're really just in the beginning stages right now. And I hope that by February next year, we're going to have a published book on our hands.
1: Okay. That's beautiful. And thank you for being brave enough to do that because there's so much in speaking up, right? And when we have the conversations that, Hey, like we all feel shame around our body Oh my God. It like does so much. It opens up so much. Like you're not just at home feeling like a loser in front of your mirror. You're like, wait, this is normal. And if it was so normal that we talked about it everywhere, we wouldn't even feel this way about our bodies. So that freaking hell yes. High five. (laughs) Thank you for doing the work.
0: Thank you for seeing me in that. And for those listeners, thank you for receiving it and, and for doing the work yourselves, because without that, without us doing this, what exists in society and in our culture is still going to be there for our children. And it's, I really believe it's our work because our awareness levels are expanding so much faster than I think that a lot of us could have imagined. And I really feel like the last two years have really provided potent pathways for that to actually happen. And with that awareness, if we don't do anything with it, I think this is the invitation. Like this is the invitation. When you have the awareness, we have to do it. And if we can come together and even if our voices are trembling, we tremble together and we share the stories that need to be heard.
1: Yes. Awesome. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing your beautiful soul with us today. Where do you hang out online? Like where can we find you?
0: predominantly on instagram my handle is at i am dot shannon rose i have a facebook community it's called the she distillery it's all around sacred holistic and embodied voices coming online so whether that's in your life or your business or your relationship it's around really revolutionizing your voice so that you feel brave enough to say what it is that you you wanted to say I love it. Amazing. All right. Thanks for being here today and we'll see you guys next time on the glitter.